This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. What are the chances that the Sixers make a big move on draft night? You wrote an article this week on Philly Voice kind of outlining what could happen. Daryl Morey has been active on draft night in his career. What do you think the chances are this Sixers team is going to get some type of major reshaping on draft night? I wouldn't say reshaping might be strong because that makes it sound like to me that's you're moving core pieces. Mm-hmm. I guess if you consider Tobias Harris a core piece, then you know maybe we could say that. I think the the likeliest major move they could make is trading Tobias Harris. And for anybody who didn't read the piece this week, essentially this draft is going to create a lot of motivation for teams who want to make big moves to do them now before the new league year, because Mm -hmm. the teams that are over the cap, over the, even the first apron, I know we've talked about the second apron on here, teams that are over that in the luxury tax at all, have much less wiggle room when it comes to putting together trades for salary matching purposes. So if you're moving a guy like Tobias Harris, who's going to make $39 million next year, and you're trying to, on both ends of that deal, it's, you know, whoever's sending role players back or swapping another big contract, maybe longer term contract for Tobias are going to be subjected to these new rules that make it a lot harder to match up salaries. And so I think, there's a lot of smoke out there suggesting Tobias will be moved, or at least there's an expectation around the league that he's going to get mm-hmm. moved at some point. So to me, if that's the case, then I would say there's a decent chance that it happens on Thursday night, because if they wait until later in the off season and James Harden is back on his deal and so on and so forth, well, then you have limited options in terms of what you can do, who you can trade with, what kind of players you can get back. And so there's a bit of urgency for them to to get going and get moving if that's a move they're exploring. So I've been thinking a lot about what you said last pod, that Tobias is probably their biggest trade piece they have left. You know, when you look at the future picks. And to that point too, if this, this new CBA is going to impact their ability to move him moving at once it comes once it starts you can make an argument Tobias's trade value is never going to be higher than it is on Thursday night because of the the cap ramifications his contract those type of things and once you bring him in for the season I know Daryl has shown a willingness to do that obviously he did that with Ben but I don't think Tobias is somebody they really want to bring into training camp and then make that major move with him at some point that year so to that regard like 
do they have to trade Tobias on Thursday night? Is this their, their real big chance to do it? And if they don't, are they blowing an opportunity? I don't want to say they have to, but I, I think what's interesting to me is that all the moves that they probably can make are the ones I don't think they necessarily want to make. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we talked a lot about Bradley Beal, and obviously he went to Phoenix, and that was kind of a foregone conclusion, it seems, that he was just forcing his way there, and that's where he wanted to be. And they gave up basically nothing to get him. Yeah. And it's if you're going to chase a star rather than, you know, hey, we'll bring back two, three role players, whatever it is, that scenario requires you to take some kind of risk. Like it is going to be, hey, we're going to try to put together a package for Zion, who for on and off court reasons is uh, having quite an interesting off season in New Orleans. It might be buying low on Zach Levine, who I don't think they're in on based on what I've heard, but I know the Bulls are actively shopping basically their entire roster. I don't think they're, they're not locked into anything, basically. So I think you're going to hear up until, unless Levine gets traded, there's just going to be a lot of scuttlebutt this summer about what they might do. And so these are the type of guys you might be able to get. You're not going to get Dame Lillard for this type of package. Like I don't think, it doesn't look like Portland is trading him. In fact, it might be the opposite right now, that they're going to trade they're in a position to trade for somebody like Zion using the number three pick and using whatever contracts you have to do to make that work to try to please Dame over the next few days. So I I think the Sixers are in this weird middle ground where they don't seem to be super enthused about the players who are theoretically available for a Tobias contract swap. And so I think they probably should make a deal, but I don't know that they are going to make a deal. So with Tobias, and actually what you just said caught my attention real quick. Do you think there's a chance they don't trade him? Like, do you think there's a chance Tobias is on this roster opening night? I think there's a chance, yeah, because I think, you know, as much as it's an opportunity where we can say, well, he's got a big expiring contract, and that's pretty important in the new CBA. Mm -hmm. You could make the, like, that's the pitch you make to other teams. But you also have to think about it yourselves as the yeah. Sixers. You say, look, this guy's going to come off the books. We're not locked into long-term money. And we can sort of see how this plays out over the long term with how punishing is that second apron going to be. Like, So, for example, we already know Phoenix will be a second apron team. So that takes one contending team out of contention for guys on the taxpayer mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. And so let's say... I don't know, three, four, or five teams end up at that second apron level. Well, if that's the case, then maybe the Sixers have a better ability to recruit those type of players. You might be able to get one of the best taxpayer MLE guys on the market. And so that's mm-hmm. an advantage you can create in that way. Point. And so so maybe Daryl Morey sits back and says, well, that's the best path rather than, I don't know, you're going to break down Tobias Harris's contract into like, Tim Hardaway Jr. and another role player or just make up role players that are on maybe like another two to three years worth of contract. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. And I'm not sure that they feel the urgency to get something done because they have to get something done. But it's a fascinating question. It's because it's a completely new 
the last CBA, they didn't really change a whole lot in terms of how the league's going to operate. These are pretty dramatic changes that everyone in the league is talking about openly and actively. And so I wonder if they're going to choose caution or Daryl Morey's history suggests he's willing to be a bit aggressive and say, screw it, we'll figure it out later. Well, so what's interesting is oftentimes, you know, you always hear like you can't make decisions based off of fans. And I definitely think that's nine out of 10 times. You're right. You don't let public perception impact the moves you make from a roster perspective. If you look at the Eagles, they would have fired Howie Roseman, right? Like there, there are times where you have to push through fans being really frustrated about things. But I, I do wonder if they bring back Toby in next year, because that's a good point. If they stay under that second apron and let's say they're one of seven teams that has a legit chance to win a title, but only two of them are able to hand out the mid-level exception and they're one of them, you are going to be able to add better players to fill your roster out than those other teams. But if they bring back Toby and let's go ahead and assume they re-sign Harden because it still seems to be trending in that way. I don't know, man. Like, are fans going to accept that? I've heard all week, or really since the end of the season on WIP, you know, like you have to, how would they justify bringing the team back? And to me, I think they can justify it easily. They almost beat the Celtics in the second round. They were one of the best teams in the league last year. All those things. I don't know. How do you think running it back with this team would go over with the fans? And do you think that's something this this team would consider when debating whether or not they can trade Toby or or bring back Harden? Well, it wouldn't go over well. I think no, I, both I, that's know that. <laughs> like that's yeah. pretty obvious that if they just bring back kind of the same team, especially with, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Phillies, but this is an Eagles team that everybody's really excited for. So when yep. they get going in training camp and the regular season and the Sixers are just trying to sell, hey, the gang's still here, you know, <laughs> regular season basketball, yeah, run they're going to be fighting for any kind of attention for a long time, basically until the Eagle season ends, they'll be and their second fiddle, even in a good year, but yeah. it's going to be a more dramatic gap between a normal season and what we're going to see this fall, I think. But here's the thing. And I think uh, Doc Rivers actually suggested this on his podcast with Bill Simmons or his podcast interview with Bill yeah. Simmons that the Sixers and their the Sixers brass will say we're a little too concerned with the media and outside perception when he arrived there. And what I would say is they can't worry about like you always worry from a PR and all that kind of perspective. What does the fan base think of what we're doing? I think where you really want to pay attention to that is more with like, what kind of jerseys are we putting out this year? It's not, how should we build our team? Because the mm-hmm. way you need to build a team is you sit in a room and you have meetings and you say, this is what we think is our best path to try to win a championship this year. And they can't worry about anything other than that. I don't know that that means keeping Tobias Harris. Obviously we've seen him in the second round of the playoffs come up small pretty consistently and he's on a big time contract. But all that being said, they need to do what's best for the team, even if that is running it back. It would probably drive me and you and a whole lot of other people crazy to watch the same or a similar yeah. version of the same well, thing next yeah, year. But you know, what are their other options? 
And I do wonder if internally they view Nick Nurse as a major addition. Because I think we'll look and, you know, they'll look at, we'll look at the roster and fans will look at the roster and go, yeah, it's the same exact team. Why would I view it any differently? I do think internally they view Nick Nurse as a major kind of addition. But I also think we're probably underestimating, and you asked Nick Nurse this at his press conference, I think they believe Maxi is going to be way better next year, or at least take a step forward. And if that's the case, then that's basically like adding an elite perimeter player. Obviously, you would prefer to add another one on top of Maxi, but I think the Sixers believe with what they've done already and with Maxi, they're going to be better next year. I just don't know if the fans are, well, I know the fans are not going to buy into it until they get out of the second round.